Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You know, it's so neat to watch all the people's um, lives get changed. You know, you think something sometimes as simple as, you know, a backpack, but how much burden it lifts off the parents is literally amazing. You know, it really is. Um, you know, the one year we had an event, and I was like, you know, I was just talking to one of the single moms, you know, at the event. She's like, you don't understand, like, you know, $25 to get a haircut, one kid, another $25 over here, backpacks, 30, 40 bucks. I don't know what it takes, you know, and she's like, I don't know where I'm going to find this money. You know what I mean? She's like, I don't know where, I'm gonna, where am I going to get this money. You know what I mean? And she's like, you guys provided this stuff. We had the haircuts the one year. We did the backpacks. This year we've kind of expedited it to the backpacks because it's a greater need. And you see, like, these people's needs getting met. That's what church is all about. Amen? And you guys, you, got, you guys do it. Now, you guys are here volunteering or you're doing something. We appreciate it. But guess what? Somebody was like, man, Pastor, I, I, I didn't come and volunteer, but I gave. This is why you got to have money. You know, people are like, why are you talking about money? That's why you talk about money. Because when you got extra money, you know what I mean? It was a couple grand, I think. I don't know the, to give you all the details, but you know, to get everything done and get backpacks and do all this, that's why you need extra. Because when you got extra, you just, oh, yeah, I got that. Take it. That's why it comes in. You see why I'm talking about it? It ain't just to go build a silo in your house and you look at all the stuff you got. God's got no problem with you getting stuff, you know what I'm saying? But it's the extra, the overflow, that you can go buy 10 backpacks. You know what I'm saying? You see it? Money, money, money doesn't have real, really a great, uh, until you see you could do something with it. You know what I mean? And when you could bless people, and you know, his purpose is so amazing when you see how it could be a tool to bless somebody. Amen? And they see the love of God. And they did a great job. They were preaching and, you know, just bringing hope to people. Amen? So praise God. I'm so excited for you guys. You guys are the best. Amen? Glory to God. How many excited about sowing some seed? Amen? Amen. I know you're here. Praise the Lord. Man, we got a great thing going. We, London got all saved. Don't worry. I straightened everybody out in London. They're all, they're all better for it. Amen. Miss Roxy did a great job, didn't she? Let's tear it up. Amen. Now, now, now you got to deal with me. I'm back. Somebody's like, I didn't know you were gone. Well, that's all right. You missed church. I'm back. I, I jumped the pond, skipped the pond, hopped back over the pond, straightened out the pond, and now I'm staying on this side of the pond. Amen. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 8.17. Amen. Somebody said, you have fun. We had a blast. It was good. Really strong meetings. The glory of God is manifested. How many of you know God's on the move? Amen. Man, I'll tell you what, guys. We've been praying for America. This, um, I mean, I don't want to be like this, but you guys, El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, oh, my God. You know, America needs prayer. Amen. We need to be praying, interceding, and, and just really how sad for those families. Um, you know, even Pastor, uh, we, I usually go to El Paso every year. Pastor Charles Neiman's there. He's got a great church, phenomenal church, and they're really on the ground doing things, helping the families and helping people. But, man, I'll tell you what, if we ever needed more prayer, it's now, you know. Praying and believing and praying for the people. It's not easy. Amen. Praise God. Deuteronomy 8, 17. And now has said in thine heart, my power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. You know what I mean? And just hang on. 8, 18 is going to make more sense. Sometimes in life we think we're our source of income. That's what he's saying. My power, my might. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth. So he's the reason why you're prospering. He's the, God is the reason why you prosper. Everybody. Now, if you eat your seed or you don't give God credit for it, it doesn't make a difference. It rains on the just and the unjust. Does that make sense? 
but God's the reason why you're prospering. Is that okay? God is the reason why you prosper. Now, whether you give God credit or not, that's, that's up to you, but God's the reason why you prosper. Reign on the just and the unjust means this. Everybody that's doing it, God's giving you something to work with. You're a steward. Now, watch this, though. He gave you the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. Amen? That he swore unto his fathers this day. What's that mean? That means God's giving you the wealth because he came into a covenant of wealth agreement with you. It's your right of inheritance. You see it? Wealth. <clears throat> not based on, excuse me, not based on what you have, but based on what he has and what he gives you. Is that okay? So this covenant of wealth is what does God have? See, when you come into covenant with somebody, it's like a marriage, okay? So like if you get married, so if you married, <clears throat> you know, and say, like, you get married and you bring debt into the marriage. Well, sometimes that happens, you know, stuff like this, school stuff. You take care of the debt together. But if you marry into wealth, you know, I, watched this, I was watching something the other day in this show. You married millions or something. There's a new show out, right? You know, these people are all goofy, man. They're like, I married a millionaire. The joker's telling them what they're going to do. She's just going around for the ride or it was the other way around. You know, the lady was like, she had the money. The guy's like, okay, okay. You know, he's like, whatever you say, you know what I mean? Why? Because if you marry somebody with wealth, guess what? You become wealthy. Come on, guys. You see it? Well, guess what? When you come into covenant with God, you come in with what he's got. You bring what you got and you get what he's got. He ain't got no debt. He got, thank you. Do I need it? <laughs> thank you amen thank you you got it are you pulling it in the blessing the blessing he's got are you in it you see it so now i'm in what does he got i don't know about you but you would, would you before you marry somebody wouldn't you want to check the background just a little bit some of you better do some investigating you know what I mean? Like, not trying to be funny, but you're like, well, you, well how much debt you got? <laughs> how, how many problems you got? Amen. No, you know what I'm saying, right? When you get with God, you get the blessing on your life. Amen? You see it? So you, you, you covenanted with God, and he's got the wealth, and he gave you the power to get wealth. And the minute you come into his agreement with God, guess what you got waiting for you? The blessing. Amen? So you lose your identity, you pick up his identity, you lose your bank account, you pick up his bank account. Praise the Lord. Amen? You got it? Good. Hold your seat in your hand. Let's get ready to go. Come on. The ushers are going to serve us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hold your seat in your hand. And you got to release faith. Money needs one real function. It's called faith. You, can't just, you, don't, you don't just give it. You sow it. you sowing. You're planting. Planting and reaping. Planting and reaping. Planting and reaping. Sowing and reaping. That's what you do. You're a farmer. So you don't just give like, you know, oh, it's true. no, no, you release faith. And then once you release faith in the seed, now the fruit of faith in functioning for finances comes. You start, you put a demand on it. You know what I'm saying? You don't just get rid of it and leave it. That's how you do it. It'll work. It's got to work. Amen? Hold your seat in your hand. Say this out loud. Say, Lord, thank you for the opportunity. So I thank you that it'll go, it'll grow, it'll come back a thousand times greater Deuteronomy 111 says a thousand times greater I shall be in the earth and so shall my seed be in Jesus mighty name I pray amen praise the Lord glory to God go with me to Romans chapter 12 we're in this new series uh Romans chapter 12 1 and 2 we're in this brand new and while the ushers are serving you we're in a brand new series I really want you to stay with me um this month as much as you can um you know, I know sometimes it's going to get busy and school's going to start and all that other stuff, but don't get distracted by life. 
this series, I believe, is going to be the most life-changing series because it's beyond fundamental. It's um, it's timely. It's got it's kind of like God breathed. Um, sometimes I have to as um pastor in the church, you have to you have to cover topics that you have to cover. Does that make sense? Like you got to talk about certain things. This one, I really felt like God has kind of breathed on it. You know, it's inspired is the word I should use. It's a very inspired sermon because um, this next month is going to be about transforming your life. And how do I get it to transform? Because I see a lot of stuff spiritually that God has given me. And I just want to understand how do I get it from the spirit realm into the natural realm so I can manifest it in the earth? Is that, you know what I'm saying? It's like I see a lot. You, you, Pastor, you just got done talking about all this wealth. I don't see that in my life. We're going to work on that this month. I see all this health, but I don't really see, I don't see this peace, but I don't really, I want to really understand what I see spiritually in the Bible and how do I get it to kind of come into my natural life per se, even though I'm a spiritual being, you know, money ain't doing me no good in heaven, pastor. I need it in the earth. You know what I mean? Peace ain't doing me no good when I'm riding on the cloud in the sky with Jesus. I need peace today. You know what I'm saying? Bodily pain, yeah, I know. I can live with it, but I'd rather not. So how do I get rid of it? You know what I'm saying? How do I get the Bible to come to come into almost maybe like a greater activity in my daily life? We're going to look at this through the process of transformation. And I really believe that God has kind of like given us access into this thing at a greater level. Okay? So take a lot of notes. Take the stuff. Put it in your spirit. Get ready to walk with it. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2 is where we're going to start. I'm going to take a bunch of places in the Word of God. You're going to get this thing and pull it in because it's very important. Because 2 second, second Thessalonians 5, 23, you could probably, probably go there first. My bad. It says this. It says God, God wants us to be really blessed spirit, soul, and body. You know, John, 1 John kind of talks like that. But above, above all things, I wish thou prosper even as thy soul prospers. Right? So God wants your soul to prosper. Now, you got to understand something about this. Look at 520. Go to 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Let them see that, please, Angel. So what happens is, so you know that he said, above all things, I wish that thou soul prospers. God wants you to prosper in your soul and your body. Is that okay? So you understand what I mean by that? But our soul sometimes gets hits because our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Okay? So just look at this. Um, yeah. Um, when they shall peace, yeah, 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 yeah. No, five, first is only 523, right? What I say? What am I talking about? No, I don't want that. What do I want? What's the matter with me today? Pastor Chris, where are you going? I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, there it is. First Thessalonians 5, 23. That's what I want. Sorry. And they, the very God of peace, sanctify you wholly. And I pray to God, what? Your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, now watch this. He prays your whole spirit, soul, and body. Now you got to get something. I am a spirit. You know this stuff, but you got to get it. I am a spirit, I have a soul, I live in a body. Did you get that? Okay? And you pull that in. I am a spirit. Everybody say it. I'm a spirit. I have a soul, live in a body. So you got a mind, a will, and emotions. That's your soul. Okay? Write that down if you don't know that. I got a mind, a will, emotions. One of the things we added to that, too, is in that arena of there is you have to be careful because that's where reason lives. Okay? Your mind, your will, and your emotions will reason live. That's where the trouble starts. You start reasoning the things of the Spirit. Can't do that. But if I don't know the things of the Spirit of God, how do I know what I'm reasoning? So we're going to get there, okay? 
And just pull that in, hang on to it. You got it? Okay, did you write it down? So look at that. Pray, pray. What did he say? He said, I pray to God, what, that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. What does that mean? Preserving. You know what I'm saying? He don't want you to get in trouble. Now, you don't get in trouble spiritually. Now, here's what you got to understand. Now, I want you to work with me. Your spirit is sealed forever. Okay, so just if you were taking notes, say, my Holy Spirit has been sealed forever. That's why he says the seal of the spirit, okay? So your spirit cannot be affected by the works of the flesh. Okay? 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, old things have become new. Just write it down, 2 Corinthians 5.17. These scriptures, you've been seeing them, but you've got to keep getting them, okay? Because you've got to believe them about you. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So everything's new with God. Okay, so watch this. When you got born again, he took your spirit and sealed it forever. He like vacuum sealed your spirit for life. So you cannot affect your spiritual condition ever. Okay? The only thing you could do is really forfeit, and that's so far gone, nobody in this room will ever do it, so don't even go there. Okay? You're sealed. So my soulish life never affects my spirit life. That's the way God designed it. So my mind, my will, and my emotions and the acts of my soul can never affect my spirit. That's why you're perfect in spirit. So this is why you got to lose sin consciousness because sin consciousness makes you lose a place of confidence in your spiritual condition. And when we talk about the things of the Spirit of God, like greater is he that's in you, and you go, oh, man, I was so jacked up last week, I don't even know if great could even find me. It can because he's not talking to you in your natural position of the soulish reaction. He's looking at your spiritual condition of what he could do for you. But your soul cannot reject based upon your behavior. Your behavior will try to disqualify what God has given you spiritually. Is that good? Is that deep or am I going too fast? I go slower. I don't care. I want you to get this. Because here's the problem. We become reject. Write this down. We become more rejectors more than anything. It's not you're a non-believer. You're a rejector. Because you can't really sometimes receive what God says about you because you know you better than anybody and you disqualify you based upon not really understanding who you are. I don't know how you write that down, but just write it down how you heard it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, well, you know, greater is he that's in me than he that's wrong. Greater than me? I was cussing in traffic last week. How's the greater one going to be in that? Easy, because your spiritual condition is perfect just because your flesh has, hey, just because your flesh hasn't caught up to what God made you spiritually does not qualify you to disqualify what God gave you spiritually. Do you get that? Let us say, my spirit man is made perfect. Just because your flesh has not caught up to what God made you, that's not God's problem. That's my lack of understanding who I am. That's how I can walk in there. And you can walk in there bold as a lion. Why? I'm coming in here because I deserve to be here. I'm not coming in here in a place of prayer because I deserve it. I'm coming in here bold as a lion because I'm washed in the blood. I didn't come in here based upon my merit, more my ability, nor my Christianity or any of that. I came in here because he gave me a place seated at the right hand. You see it? You understand that? You ain't in the presence of God because you were good. You ain't in the presence of God because you've been behaving right. You're in the presence of God because the blood of Jesus washed you clean once and for all. You're in the presence of God, and faithful is he that called you. Amen? He ain't leaving his faithfulness. He ain't leaving you alone. So you ain't who you think you are. 
You don't know who you are yet. That's when you finding out who you are. Because God's ways are not your ways. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts ain't your thoughts. You don't think good enough about yourself. My thoughts are good. God has never had a negative thought about you a day in his life, and he never will. He ain't picking one up. Complete, holy, and unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. That's what Colossians says. Who are you talking about? You read that book sometimes, and they're like, God, who are you talking about? God, who are you talking about? He's like, I'm talking about you, silly. Talking about you. Complete, unblameable, unreprovable. Why, who's this dude? Oh, you turn around like, you talking about the guy in back of me or something? No, I'm talking to you. Not based on how you see it, but based upon how he said it. You got to renew your mind to who you are. And then once I renew your mind to who you are, all that little silly stuff will slip away. Because once you understand the value of something, you don't discard it so easily. You preserve it. So if you're a new creature in Christ, they've never one been like you before. So now we've got to start the renewal process. Now let me tell you something about this thing right here. I think in the life of the believer, it is one of the most important things that you have to figure out and understand because until you start understanding how to produce transformation, everything you hear, you'll reject. I'm telling you, believers don't have faith problems. They got rejection problems. Not like you have a, a, a I don't want to say like rejection is like, you know, you have a self, you know, kind of thing. Not, not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you don't have a complex in your, oh, I'm rejected because I was, no. You have a rejection problem in the faith because sometimes what God says about you is so big, we don't know how to grasp it in faith. So instead of taking it by faith, we reject it by reason. Because we go, well, yeah, but it's me. God's like, I don't, you, I've seen you, I've formed you and fashioned you in the womb before you were born. I know you. Can't hide nothing from me. That's what David said when he got in the presence of the Lord. He said, you know everything about me. He said, I know you, everything, you, you know, you, he, one of the words he used when I was, re, you know, you read it in the Bible, it says this, it's like, when he says formed, it's like this, he knows every single, in, everything about you, he already knows. So what are you hiding from God? You can't hide nothing from God. God knows your heart. God knows your mind. God knows your thought. God, he said he could perceive what was in the heart of man. God knows you. Why well, try to go in there like he knows you, man? Just go in there open. He ain't going to hurt you or expose you. But you understand what I'm trying to say? You got to see yourself the way he created you. Otherwise, you'll become rejectors of what you hear. And the minute you become a rejector of what you hear, ain't no faith now to change where you are to bring you where you're going. You got to click it over, okay? So go to these quick, real quick, we're going to go, because I've been giving you these things for a month, but you got to keep hearing them. Ephesians 1.3, all spiritual blessings are in heavenly places in Christ. Got to understand that everything you need is in you. I'm really trying to get you to see what you need is in you. Blessed be the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. See it? So they're in there. Colossians 1.27, you've been to this stuff. What is the mystery of the church? Christ in you, the hope of glory. She's going to pop it up there. Now you just write them down. So if everything's in me, don't stop looking in the sky like something's going to fall out of the heavens, man. It's in you. It's got to come out of you and through you. Wealth is in you. You need to see that. It's in you. It ain't coming from the sky, and it ain't coming out of heaven. It's in you, and it comes through you. Healing is in God put the kingdom in you. Amen? You understand what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Everything you need is in you. 
That's another story. We can go to Galatians chapter 3. You see that, but don't go there now. That's when he said curse. Remember when I kept giving you Galatians 3.13? Don't go there. It says, this, this, it says this, this, Jesus redeemed us from the, <laughs> Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For cursed is everything that hangeth upon the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith. Come on, somebody. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith. Come on. What do you mean? And then he goes on to say that you might receive the promise. Not the promises, but the one promise, the one seed, the Christ. The procreator of every promise you need. What's that mean? Every The minute you got the Holy Ghost and he sealed you with the Holy Ghost, he gave you everything you need in life. It's in you. So the minute you got the Holy Ghost, he sealed you with everything you need. That's what he's talking about in Galatians chapter 3. He's like, I got you so vacuum sealed with God. God, did, God moved out of heaven he moved in you. He's in your body right now. Colossians chapter 1, what's it say? It says, okay, it says, oh, remember this? Among you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's, that's 1 Corinthians 6, man. Christ in you. Know ye not that your body's the temple of the living God? God ain't no building. You brought God in the building today when you showed up, Christian. He's in you. He's in you. He's in you. Living in you, moving in, access, lives and moves and has his being within me. How's he doing this? He's in you. God ain't in the sky. He's in you. He's in you through the person of the Holy Spirit. You, you cool? That's Romans 8, 14, 8, 16. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. The Spirit, right, bears witness with our spirit. It's spirit-led life. You okay? I'm just giving you this up. You see this one here? Colossians 1, 27? You can believe that. Romans 8, 14, they know that. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans 8, 16, the Spirit itself, himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. You got this stuff. It's in you. God's in me. Stop doing this. Church doing this all their life. You know what I mean by that? Where's my help come from? My help comes from within. That's where my help comes from. God ain't in the sky. He's in me. You think you God? Think I'm God in the earth this year? Who you think you are? I got more proof to tell you you're Christ in the earth than you could tell me you're man in the earth. It's the truth. Well, you know what the problem is with people? Want to know what the problem is with people? They do this. This is people's problem. Listen to me. Want to know what the problem is with people? Disqualified. Look. He said, sit where I sit. You me. You're a Christian. You in the body of Christ. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. We one spirit. One spirit with who? One spirit with God. What is man that thou art mindful of him that you have made him a little lower than Elohim, who's God? Angels. What? No, you ever figure out who you are, you'll stop taking orders and start giving orders. I don't know who I am. Who am I? It's a mystery of man. Who am I? And woman. Who am I? You're not who you think you are. I'll tell you that right now. And I got to try to deprogram because two things hurt you. And let me explain something to you. This is really good stuff. The fall of man was ingrained in your soul from the beginning of time. You're going to have to overcome it in the earth. The curse in the earth and the fall of man, it's in your DNA. You got to drive it out. You're going to wake up every day and try to, I'm going to say something that's bad. Understand what You're going to have to kill that person in the mirror every day because that joker talks wrong. You understand what I mean by that? Get that in its right, proper sense. You ain't all this. Kill that thought. You ain't that. Shut your mouth. You don't know who I am. See, the fall got in you. Does that make sense? You only got one person to battle. It's the old, yes, you of yesterday has got to be defeated today. The you of yesterday. I ain't keeping up with the Joneses, the guy down the street, the preacher around the I care less about none of that. In sports, you know that. I tell my sports guys, I got guys in sports. I said, look, man, 
The only guy you got to beat is you. You ain't competing with everybody else. The minute you start competing with everybody else, the Bible says it's foolish. It says not to compare yourself one to another. That's foolishness. The Bible said that. You know who I got to beat? The guy yesterday. The guy yesterday. You got to do a little more than that guy yesterday. Because that joker wakes up in the morning telling me who I am. I tell him who he is. Tell him what he could do. Tell him. Look at that mirror. Tell yourself. Are you talking about talking to yourself? You better start talking to yourself. Everything else is talking to you. Pray. I'm preaching way better than you amen to me. You still on London time. I caught up. What's up? I'm five hours ahead of you. Come on. Ricky, you getting this? You see this? It's true. This is what you got to fight. You got to fight your head. It's done. Ephesians 1.3, it's in me. Well, then what's holding it up? Me. My unrenewed mind. That's that Romans 12, 1 and 2. Well, here's the question of the day. How do I transform my mind? Now, let me go slow. Let me tell you why everybody in this room has to transform their mind. The fall of man and the curse in the earth. If you want to jot that down, just write fall of man, curse the earth. You're going to hear it. The earth is fighting you, telling you you can't do this stuff. And the DNA of what you were is going to, because your mind, nothing happened to your mind. You understand this? You get this? Does that make sense? Are you okay? You guys awake? I know you're a little tired. You're thinking a little bit. Are you getting me? I slow it down. I go a different way if you ain't getting it. You getting it? Tyler, you got this? You understand what I'm saying? So you come in here and God's trying to tell you who you are. Biggest mistake you can make, believe who you think you are. Don't believe who you think you are because you don't know enough about you. That's why I ain't going to no church with some ding-dong. Man, I'm telling you right now, man, I, I, I don't know they ate those things over there. You know, in London, I said, man, you people, don't be like hanging around ding-dongs and Twinkies. They looked at me. I said, you eat Twinkies here? They knew what they were. <laughs> don't hang around no ding-dongs. No, because, listen, I'm trying to discover who I am because I have to believe more about me than what I think about me. So somebody tell me who I am. Please help me understand who this person is trapped inside of me. That's what I'm trying to do. But here's the thing. When I tell you who you are, don't believe what you want to believe about you. Believe what I say about you. You're a new creature in Christ. You're brand new. Well, I don't know. Well, this is what you got to do. You got to renew your mind because nothing happened to your mind when your spirit, when your spirit became alive unto God. Nothing happened to your mind. Do you get that? That's why people don't make it. They don't make it because they quit. Listen to me. They don't make it because they quit in the soul. That's why people quit. You know why people quit? People doing this 30, 40 years. Why they quit? They quit in their soul, man. Your spirit don't quit and your spirit don't burn out. You ever hear this stuff? Oh, you get burnt out. You burn out when you, when you go in your soul. You stay in your spirit. You ain't never going to burn out. I got burnout. You ain't got no burnout. You just shifted where you were getting your information from. And you shift where your strength comes from. You stay in the spirit realm, you stay here all day long. You ain't never got to leave. Stay in the spirit realm, you living on God's fumes. Stay in the soulless realm, you living on your fumes. You get tired over there. Don't stay over there. Get in the spirit. Get in the spirit. <laughs> say, you know what I'm saying? You could, you could not do naturally, you could do spiritually. Stay in the spirit realm. Yield to the spirit of God and let him help you. See it? Look right here. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not, there's a big one now too, go, and be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Did you get that? Be what? Not conformed, but be ye 
Transform. You're a transformer. You are in the spirit realm. You transform it. <laughs> be not conformed, molded in the form and fashion of them of the earth, but be ye transformed through the renewing of the mind. So that means in the arena of the mind, mind, will, emotions, basically, if you become a rejecter in there of what the spirit of God has done, you're not going to see it in your life even though God gave it to you. That's the big one. See, I got quiet because you got to say that. Go to Hebrews 4 and 12, and we'll probably stay here because it's a lot of word. Because the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Divide us under the soul and the spirit, the joints and tents of the heart. George says the marrow and the discerner of the thoughts and tents in the heart. I'll leave it. Go back to the book. So the word of God is quick and powerful. Thanks, Ange. The word of God is quick and powerful. See it? Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. So what's he saying? It's tight. The only way to get this thing to separate is with the word. So your soul and your spirit is so tight, the only way to differentiate is this, the word. Because so, why? Because in you, soul and spirit was connected in the arena of your soul, the heart of man. Just stay with me. Look at me. Look at me. Just give me attention. I'll, I'll prove it to you. I'm going to help you because you got to see it because you don't understand this stuff. Because this is this will help you get delivered from you thinking you're messed up. So your soul could dip into a spiritual river or your soul can dip into a natural river. It has the ability because it's in the heart that the soul and the spirit are connected. Does that make sense? Does, does, does that make sense? Because I'm going to help you. Because this is why you can't figure you out, and this is why you disqualified yourself. So I'm going to stay up here. So you, you getting this? Is this okay? So here's your spirit, okay? Here's your soul, and then the heart is where they connect. You see this? Now here's you. Man, sometimes I'm real spiritual, correct? And sometimes you're real carnal, correct? Come on. Sometimes you talk like this. You could dip in either river because in the soul is where the spirit and the heart, in the heart is where the soul and the spirit connect. You understand this? You seeing it? So when he says the heart of man, that's where the spirit and the soul connect. That's why he says to James, man, one minute this mouth is speaking up out of a river of God, and the minute it's speaking a river of death. Once you start talking like this, soul man, what do you start doing? Disqualifying what spirit man became. Come on, guys. So you like, I don't know who the heck I am. Paul said it great in Romans 7. He said, what a wretched man I am. Things I want to do, I can't do. Things I try to do, I don't do. Things I want to do here, I can't do. And he said, oh, what a wretched man I am. What he say in Romans 8? Well, he said, there's no condemnation in them that are in Christ Jesus who walk after the law of the Spirit and not after the law of sin and death. So what is he saying? So you see this? So you got to connect through the Word of God. So if the Word of God can divide the Spirit and the soul, show me where I'm at, then the Word of God can put the Spirit and soul together. Does that make sense? So if you wake up tomorrow and you're like, I got pain all over my body. I feel like junk. The word of God on healing separates the realm. You see it? When the word comes, if I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dying. I'm sick. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. You over here in the soul. You understand that? You got your mouth connected to your solar side because there's only one truth. 
Now, whether you want to reject the truth, that's on you. I know what you feel, but ain't that your body? Are you seeing this spirit-led life? How about your head? Man, my head's so squirrely. These thoughts are crazy. Time out. Can you accept it? That's why he talks all this stuff. Cast down imagination, every high thing that exalts it. The battle that you have is not a flesh and blood, but a spiritual battle. The spiritual battle you have, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but the mighty through God for the pulling down the strong. Why does he talk like that? Because he wants you to get the right picture of who you are. Don't get over in your soul. Stay over here in the spirit. You seeing this? So you got to be talking back to everything. Everything that comes in your mind, you got to talk back to it. Everything that comes in between your ears, you got to talk back to it. You got to qualify it. Can I think it? Can I believe it? Can I accept it? See it? Come on, guys. This is how you get it. Am I allowed to think on that? Am I allowed to meditate that? Am I allowed to believe that? Am I allowed to accept that? Am I allowed to think, walk, talk? Come on, guys. You got to do it. Why? Because if the word of God, now watch this now. Now this is what I'm going to leave you with because we're going to take communion today. Right? So watch this. It, now watch, we're going to get ready for communion. So get ready. Here, watch this. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So here you are, right? So just catch this part and I'll let you go. Spirit, soul. The word of God can. So then what can connect my soul and my spirit? Is, oh, I get it now. So how do I keep that Ephesians 1 flip? I let the word of God. If the word of God could show me where I'm standing. Like if I go, man, I ain't got no money in my pocket. He meets all my needs according to his riches and glory. I go, I don't see no money right now, but I guess I'm broke. See it? What's that? That ain't God. What if I go over there? You ain't got to walk by what you see. Faith, faith, faith. Is the substance of things hoped for as evidence things not seen, guys? Hebrews 11.1. 1. You got to start living. The, you, when are you going to start living this life? I know some of you are, but let me, let me smack you a little bit. It's nice. I'll step on your toes just a little bit. Crunch, crunch. When are you going to start living this stuff? This is how you do it. Come here. Preach one of them sermons about how good it is. It ain't going to get good until you start doing this stuff. You understand me? I'm going to tell you the truth because I love you. Man, I love you. I missed you guys too, man. I, don't, I like going a little bit, but I like being home. You know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying? I, like, love you guys. You guys are going to do this. How are you going to have a good marriage? You don't start putting this stuff together. Man, you don't want to hear me. You should have left me over there with them bangers and mash or whatever they over there. They, 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 I don't know. They might be watching, man. They ain't good. I ain't good there. You know why? Whole church is Jamaican. Praise the Lord. God Almighty, I ain't so good. Yeah, I did. They want to take me out. I said, no, can't somebody cook here? They're like, yeah, what you want? I said, curry goat. Is he going to eat it? I said, oxtails. Praise God. I feel the Lord. Curry goat, oxtail, peas and rice. Woo! I just showed them a bowl of bones. They're like, Pastor, where you come from? I said, I come from another planet. I had a bowl of bones. I was proud of them, too. I'm like, look at my bowls. This is a real deal here. I'll play, Herman. We're going to eat. We're going to eat. They moved the pulpit and put tables out. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, Pastor, you going to eat? I said, get that food over here. I ate all the things. <laughs> Pastor Liz looking at me. I said, here, eat this. She didn't know what it was. Let's put it in your mouth. Don't worry. You'll be all right. <laughs> Church want to go out. I said, man, they fish and chips. Man, these people from London, they can't cook. Nah, bro. So you got an Italian around here, Jamaican, somebody. Come on, somebody make you some food. Come on, hallelujah. I feel the anointing right now. Did you feel that? Herman, you feel that? That felt good in here. 
It's hot in here. Glory to God. Put the air on. <laughs> Faith is a substance thing. not over. So let me explain something. We got to go. So you got to take communion. We're going to take communion today. It's really cool. All right, but get this, pull this in, because I don't want to leave you on this. I used to hate going to church, and the guy leaves you on a cliffhanger, and then you're like, well, how do you do it? This miserable feeling, man. And then you come back next week, they didn't tell you how to do it no better than you did last week. I was like, shout out. So here's what you got to do. If the soul and the spirit get connected from the word of God, then the way to keep my spirit and my soul connected is through the word of God. That is the most important thing you can realize in life. That the minute everything starts speaking to you, you have to speak the word of God. And let me explain that. Before it comes out of your mouth, now remember this, before it comes out of your mouth, you have to internally already accept it within your own heart. That is Mark chapter 4. Don't discard it because if you discard what you hear in your heart, we got no hope for the situation. Because the only thing that could change your life is the word of God. So you can't be a discarder. And you don't have to have real great spiritual, biblical knowledge. Does that make sense? You just got to know, man, if it's love, you could probably connect it. If not, get rid of it. If you start having a hard day and it don't seem like them things coming in your head are right, just get rid of them. You don't have to know all these scriptures. You just got to know a little bit of scripture. Did you get that? So you, are you, do you really understand it? Because we could take a minute. Do you get what I'm saying? So how do I get that Ephesians 1-3 blessing to come into my mind, will, and emotions? The word of God must be first to make me conform my mind. Your mind has to submit to the word of God. Your will has to submit to the word of God. Your emotions have to submit. I want to have a bad day. You can play. I want to. No, you ain't allowed to have no bad day because that bad day might cost you your destiny. You ain't allowed to. And if you got a problem, get a partner. Buddy up. I need some prayer this morning. You need you to pray with me. Agree with me. We ain't got to pray all day. Dana, call me up. Dana, what's up? Hey, Pastor, I got a big job. Let's pray. I got people calling on. Pray. I pray with you for three minutes. You find a partner. You know what I mean? And we pray. I pray and believe God in the name of Jesus. Amen. And go on. And then you cast them thoughts down. You cast it down. You allow the word of God to start affecting your soul before it. Let me tell you, man. You got to allow it to start affecting your soul before you ever start seeing it work in your life. Because my mind has to know, I'm, I reject, see, you gotta, you, you know where he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble? You know what humility is? Surrender. That's all it is. Surrender your head. The Bible says, love your wife like Jesus loved the church. Don't come in here like stiff-necked dude, my wife need to do my wife, my, man, be quiet. Just, just go love her. And then watch stuff start changing. But she don't do, I don't care what she don't do. You be first. And watch her start. I'm telling you, listen to me. But I got my own idea about it. I don't care about your idea about it. Lose your opinion. Lose your opinion about money. We don't understand nothing about money. Come in here. Well, you know, bad turn right. No, no. Get God's idea about money. Health. Marriage. Kids. Kids, man. That's a full time. Come on, man. I'm doing the best I can. I tell them all. I cannot be held responsible for anything I'm teaching these kids. God, I pray to God I'm doing good. Ain't easy. Humble what you th- your head, and you'll change your life forever. Amen? Well, praise God. Hey, guys, today we're going to take communion. You know, some periodically we take communion. You, you guys, you guys can come. 
Amen. They're going to show you how to, how to go. Everybody can take communion. The only thing the Bible tells you to do is examine your heart. That's the one thing it says. And I just want to ask you the question. As they get ready to come, the ushers will show you how to come. As soon as you receive the elements, just go back to your seat. We're ready to go. As you, you guys are ready, just let's go. Praise the Lord. This way we can get everybody going. I keep everybody a little bit as usual, but it's okay. As we get ready today and as you get ready to come and take the elements, they're going to give you kind of direction just to try to expedite it as fast as possible. When you take the elements of communion, I need you to do this. Just take it back to your seats. Amen. Come on, nigga, come. Come on. So what we need to do is this. We just want you to take the elements, go back to your seat. I'm going to talk about everybody can take communion. Listen, but we're going to ask you to do one thing. Examine your heart. That's all we're going to do. I'm not going to go and, like, give you this big dissertation about this. It's very simple. Just receive. And as soon as you go back to your seat, praise the Lord. We're going to talk about it. Amen. Because it's important you do understand. Amen. Hallelujah. And as you come back to your seat, examine your heart. That's all you got to do. That's what the Bible said. The Bible makes it so clear. It says one thing. It says, if you have something you need to get rid of, get rid of it. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you're at home and you want to take communion with us, go with it. We're looking in, we're looking in 1 Corinthians 13. And we're talking about Jesus. And Jesus said one thing about this. He says, as you do this, every time you do it, you're supposed to do it in remembrance of him. You could be seated as soon as you receive. Just sit down. And this way we're going to talk to talk about it for a minute. And I want you to just take a minute. We believe taking communion here is a reflection upon what Jesus has done. Amen. And as you go back to your seat, I'm just going to kind of talk a little bit so you understand what's going on. We're not in a rush, but I just want you to understand what's going on. When you go back to your seat, the Bible says examine your heart. Is that okay? What does that mean to examine your heart? The Bible says you could bring damnation upon yourself. And what that means is just this. Check in your heart and see if you got anything you need to fix. You might have some unforgiveness. You might hold on to something. Just get it under the blood. If you check in your heart and you feel something, you know how to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? If the Spirit of God, if the Spirit of God moves on you, amen, yeah, you can go this way. You want to you move? Yeah, move on. We'll move in. Oh, you need help? Amen. So if you're in here today and you say, man, I prayed about it, but something just hit me, you better fix it. You know what I mean? Sometimes your heart kind of tells you you better get it right. So if your heart's telling you get it right, get it right. You know what I mean by that? So if you pray about it, so just close your eyes and pray. You might have to forgive somebody. You might have to just let something slide. Get it under the blood. That's why you got that blood of Jesus. Ooh, nothing but the blood. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. Nothing but the blood. I didn't come here. You didn't come here on your merit. You know what's cool about the family of God? We all got in the same way. Don't make a difference where you come from. You come from the middle. Pop. Pop's all the way from Africa. Pop came all the way from Africa. He guess how he got in? Through the blood. Right? Come on. How you get in? You come all the way from Boston. How'd you get in? A little extra blood for you Boston guys. I'll just leave it at that. All right? Leave it alone. You come on. I'm serious. Right? People, right? People in London. How'd they get in? The blood. how you get in? Detroit? The blood. how you get in? Come on, man. Come from all over the world. I was on. I was in Asia. They come in through the blood. How'd you get in? Nothing can make me clean like that blood. Wash me clean. Come on, somebody. See it? We all came in the family of God by faith. And the blood of Jesus made us what? Birth into the body. Woo! Can't beat it. Amen. Look at this right here. This is what the Bible says. Every time you do this, do this, remember. So close your eyes. Get it right with the Lord. If you got to get right with the Lord, it's okay. Do it under your breath. If you got something in your heart you need to get right, get it right. I've been in communion and had to get it right. 
You know, you just got some wrong idea, wrong opinion, something you need to lose. Look what Jesus said then after that. To get, get, your, get your heart in a place with the Lord. Listen to what he says here. He says this. Jesus made it clear. He gave thanks. And Jesus, knowing that he was going to be received, for I received of the Lord that which also I delivered in you, that the Lord Jesus in the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he gave him thanks, he broke it, and he said, take this and eat this. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You know what? As we take this little cracker, it's not the body of Christ, but it's symbolic of what he did with his body. This is symbolic of what he did through the pain of crucifixion. Being, being a sacrifice for us. The, body one, the Bible says one man's body, one man was of the earth, but another man was a quickening spirit. We were made alive because of his body. And when we do this, we do this in remembrance of his sacrifice for us. You could partake. After the same manner, he took the cup when he supped and said, this is the New Testament. This is the cup of my New Testament in my blood. And every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. You know, we call it liquid love. Because ain't nobody's blood shed for you but him. And every time we do this, we do this in remembrance of him. But I want you to remember something. This blood made you clean. This is where we're talking about with transformation. When you don't think you're qualified, this blood made you qualified. You can't undo what the blood of Jesus. Your sin ain't that big to undo what his blood did for you. Now all you need is to get a revelation of how much he's done for you. Every time you do this, do this, remember to him. You can partake. Just keep your eyes closed for a minute. Father, as we've sat here today and we've heard the word of God and we've partaken of this elements of sacrifice. You said do this in remembrance for you. Remember what you did for you. And Lord, you want to know what? This, I got that in the Holy Ghost just now. Listen to what I'm going to say here. We are not going to undo what our mindsets, what you did through your precious sacrifice. I refuse from this moment forward to disqualify me because of my humanity, because of what you've done for me spiritually. From this moment forward, Every time I look at my frailty of my humanity, I will remember your supernatural love, your deity. And I'll remember your sacrifice. Next time you want to beat yourself up for your sin, people, you remember that cross and that blood. And tell me what you can get through. Because his eternal sacrifice has given you eternal redemption. His eternal sacrifice has given you eternal forgiveness. He's a good God. And you don't see you the way you need to see you. You see the way he made you. Amen? Come on, somebody. Put your hands together and believe it this morning because I'm speaking about your destiny. Amen? It's who you really are. Amen? Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.